Rise and Shine, Liberty-loving patriots, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are both here on the show today. <laughs> JC's playing his, um, his, his illegal mask, wearing his illegal mask in honor of the fact that uh, Hillsborough County, Florida, is trying to mandate that we ma- wear masks under penalty of law. Jason, are you going to be able to say anything today, or are you just going to sit there like like Mr. Bill or something? Oh, no, I don't, Mr. Bill. I don't know. Test one, two. <laughs> Might sound kind of muffled, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm here. You, you tested your mic. You tested your mic without the. I think you need to turn me up a little bit. You're you're all good. I'm good. You tested your mic with your without your mask on. So, I just want to show you the reason JC is wearing this mask is like I said that uh, Hillsborough County is threatening to force us to wear masks, and I'm trying to figure out now which page see i get these things set up that's not the right one all right uh is uh trying to force us to wear masks by penalty of law when in reality florida statute 876.12 makes the wearing of a mask illegal hence the illegal mask that jc has created no kidding Uh, The statute reads, no person or persons over the age of 16 years of age shall, while wearing a mask, hood, or device whereby any portion of the face is hidden, concealed, or covered, enter upon or be or appear upon any lane, walk, alley, street, road, and then, you know, the list. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Trivia, what's that movie from? King and I. (laughs) Yul Brynner. I knew you would get that. Just a little secret for you guys out there. Uh, JC is a, whoops, sorry, getting used to the new studio format. (laughs) JC is a big uh, musical fan. Yeah, I like the music of Gunfire. There's no Gunfire in, well, I guess there is Gunfire. Sound of Music. The Sound of Music has Gunfire. So does uh, The King and I. There you go. There you go. They both have it. But anyway, JC's favorite musical is The King and I. Just for those of you who like to collect useless bits of trivia about Chris Ann and JC. <laughs> so how crazy is that, JC, that here in Hillsborough County. Whole state. The No, no, no. It's just Hillsborough County. Oh, you mean, yeah, trying to force to wear masks. Yeah. So here's in, here's, here in Hillsborough County. The people of Hillsborough County will have to choose which law they will break. Right. You will either break the mask order, which is no law at all, or you'll break the Florida statute order, which makes it a crime for you to wear a mask. What's interesting is when I teach at River University and when I teach at LibertyFirstUniversity.com, we use a lot of Bastiat. And Bastiat, in his treatise called The Law, explains that when society is set up with a false choice like that, where you have to, br- you have to choose to break laws no matter which way you go, he says society will always fail 
because there will be a a breeding of disrespect for the law. And when you have a societal disrespect for the law, morality declines, immorality increases, and the society fails. So the Hillsborough County uh, Emergency Management Group which contains several Hillsborough County, Hillsborough County County Commissioners. It uh, Red Flag Chad. Red Flag Chad is on there, and the Tampa Queen of the Queen of Tampa, Jane Castor, is on there. And so they are creating a situation where Hillsborough County, according to the great political philosophers and all of history, will inevitably decline. Bravo, guys. Absolutely bravo. See, this is the kind of stuff you have to love because this is exactly why arbitrary and capricious government and laws are supposed to be unconstitutional and and not allowed. Several shows ago, JC, I don't think you were with me on that show. We actually laid out the definition. You are distracting people. Do you want to... I said, what does it say? Just show yourself then. It says illegal mask. It says illegal mask. With the little guy who's got the X marks over his eyeballs. Illegal mask. It's, it's not a skull, but it's a smiley face with X marks over his face. <laughs> so I've, I've fully determined... That I am going, if they make these last masks mandatory, I am going to go full on Sons of Liberty. And I'm going to wear the mask. But I'm going to wear the mask with a protest message. I haven't quite decided what the protest message is going to be. I was thinking about something like hashtag unmask tyranny. I like it. You like it? Unmask tyranny? I think it. I, I I like that one, and I and I started using hashtag We will not comply, and I also started using hashtag Tyranny Zone, sort of like Twilight Zone, but welcome to the Tyranny Zone. Yeah. Hey, did you notice Brother Hairless? Oh, wait, I made back. It. Yeah, he did. It's homemade. It's homemade. Right. <laughs> so it, Way too much silence. It's just a. It's just a. T-shirt, right? I took a T-shirt, and actually a stuff, what is this stuff called? Stitch witchery? Stitch witchery, yeah. Was this? Mm-hmm. It's basically like glue. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's glue paper that you iron, and it melts yeah. and holds the fabric so together. Made Stitch it, witchery. Like made a triangle on the bottom and took the iron and, you know, used that to glue it. And then, oh, JC's all crafty look at that. DIY. I'm like, a, I'm like, what do you call that? Home ec? DIY, like home ec. DIY. DIY. Like That's that the modern term. Home DIY. The and then, a, and then a painter's. <laughs> Are you sexist, JC? You painter's. Uh, painter's m- pen. Marker thingy. Paint pen. That's it. So. That's what I did. It's just homemade. What's crazy is that uh, Hillsborough County is telling people, and this is what's happening across America. That's why I'm highlighting it for you. I mean, it's just here for us. Uh, the tyranny is, is home here because we have tyrants uh, all over the place in Hillsborough County. Uh, they're trying to take over 
Well, goodness gracious, where do I have that? Maybe I don't have that one posted here. I think I have it on Twitter. Oh, that's the wrong one. What you looking for? Um, I'm just, I'm looking for... Doing? Tell me what they're doing. I am, stop distracting me, JC. I'm trying to, to find what I had posted about how uh, the CDs, or the NIH, mm-hmm. and the, both the NIH and the U.S. Surgeon General have both released reports that say that wearing cotton masks, you know, the homemade cotton masks, Mm -hmm. are actually more dangerous than wearing the, uh, than than not wearing one at all. So I I made this little, this little webpage here. I'm, I, can you believe it? Chris Ann has created a petition online. Chris Ann is counting on you. you. Chris Ann is <laughs> counting on you. Chris Ann Hall JD needs your help with Tell Hillsborough County, Florida, not to mandate masks. It's crazy because we we only have 260 signed, but we've only had 265 no, signed in an not, hour. That can't be right. When I signed it, there were over 800. On non hours? Yes. No, I don't not on ours. Maybe on the other one. There's another one floating around okay. too about repealing the to repeal the, oh, the curfew. curfew. Yeah, so there's a repeal the curfew. That's not Chris Ann. Okay. This is uh man man do not mandate the mask. So you have to have to do the do not mandate the mask petition. But I want to wear my mask. But you want to wear But you can wear your mask. You just don't have to have the government force you to wear a mask. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point? Oh yeah. Okay. So the U.S. Surgeon General says stop buying masks and warns that wearing face masks could increase the spread of coronavirus. Uh, the National Institute of Health re- released an entire report that said cloth masks actually spread the virus and do not control it. Which is interesting because... Of all of the NIH statistics that they want to put out there, of all the CDC things that they want to talk about, of all the things that the U.S. Surgeon General are saying, why aren't they saying the things that talk about how uh, what their plan is doesn't work? See, the whole thing is the cotton masks. If you touch them, you actually contaminate them. The other masks, you take them off and you throw them away. You get a new one. These masks, people wear over and over and over again. And so if you touch it, you in order for it to be sterile, you have to take it off and wash it, like with real soap and water, and dry it and then wear it again. And then you have to... Um, look, JC, I'm going to cancel the show if you can't behave yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm seriously not going to do this. <laughs> if you cannot behave yourself, I am going to ban JC from the Hush Show. But We'll start a petition. <laughs> Making fun of me, talking with my hands. But you have all these crazy people out there making these cloth masks when in reality, breathing into them creates a humid, damp environment that increases the growth of the virus. And so they don't do anything at all. But, you know, I don't think Queen Castor really cares about that at all because she's all about making sure that we have uh, 
well, a you, ty tyrannical government. Well, if you remember on the remember on the call over over the very first call Overman, no, the call about the mask that they were just talking about the curfew call, and then the mask they were discussing. Oh yeah, know, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's let's pass it, and then or let's let's vote on it, pass it, and then we'll create it on Thursday. Yeah. Um. So they, Overman made a point. She said, make sure you, when you put that in there, make sure it says cloth mask. Right. So she was like, specifically, the thing that CDC and everybody says don't don't wear. Which, by the way, just, what was it, a week ago or something, uh, the Surgeon General of the United States, or that's who you're talking about, right? Yes, the so Surgeon General he, of the United States. He, he, was, he made a video, like a, it was like 49 second video of how to make a cloth, a mask. cloth mask out of, out of you know a t-shirt or whatever and and then he turned around do it and then he turned around a few days later and said the nih released this new report that says cloth masks actually spread the disease they don't stop the spreading of the disease so it's the same pattern three feet then it was six feet right then it was 27 feet it's 250 people 200 people 50 people 10 people no people. So how arbitrary is, again, and right. capricious because exactly. it's not about it's not actually about the facts of keeping you safe. You made that point so well yesterday. You made that point so well yesterday. I've been getting comments all day today. People comment uh, talking to me about how well you made that point yesterday. I lost it. You did lose I, it. I, it was like pulling a cork yesterday, like pop the cork because you said, you know, go on, do this, do this. And I'm thinking, eh, you know, I'll be there 20, 30 minutes and say hi to the people, share the stuff. And man, it just like built up, like it just popped. And well, I knew that that was I, crazy. I, I knew that you needed to do that. But I, it is that's crazy. why I said, JC, do the show for me. I had, I have a lot of work to do. I don't know. You guys don't see behind the scene. Chris Ann is up until two o'clock in the morning, and I'm talking about myself in the third person because I'm. No, do it. Stupid do it, crazy. Trump. Do it. Stupid crazy. Do it, Trump. Tired. But I'm up until like two or three in the morning and then I'm, uh, I, I fall asleep and then I get up again at six or seven in the morning at best and then I start all over again because I'm not just simply here. You know, I mean, this is not what we do all day. JC and I don't sit around the house and wait for six o'clock so we have something to do. I am, I, you know what, JC, it just occurred to me. I'm not only helping pastors now here in the United States, I'm working globally. Mm-hmm. I am I am actually helping other countries yeah. now with their uh, with the unconstitutionality of their stay at home Excuse orders. Me, you, you better not. I wouldn't name them. No, no, no. I'm not going to name hit, them. You get the hit squads coming out. No, after no, no. I'm not going to name them. But nonetheless, I mean, this is how global this is. And and what's crazy, JC, liberty is global. Liberty is global because it is it is the possession of all humankind. I won't use man for our snowflakes because, you know, I just feel like Yeah, you can't say that tender. in San Diego. Yeah. You, you might be on in San Diego and then they might mail you a fine. <laughs> well, they can find me. They can find me. I don't care. I'm not paying. I'm not paying no stinking fine. And so, yeah. Anyway, so we... We are we are working at this constantly, and it's just absolutely amazing what's happening. The Department of Justice came out and and re released a memorandum in defense of churches, uh, and a memorandum of law in defense of churches in the United States against being targeted for 
their actual, you know, what, what they're doing, right? So what we have now is the Department of, we showed the video of the Mississippi cases, the two Mississippi churches who were having drive-in videos in Greenville, Mississippi, and the police came and knocked on the window and made them roll down their windows and handed them citations. Well, the Department of Justice is, the U.S. Department of Justice is intervening in the lawsuit. Now, what happens is that the church has filed a lawsuit in federal court, and so then the Department of Justice enters in a, a brief in favor of the church against the city government and what they're doing. So it says here on uh, Fox News, the Justice Department is siding with Temple Baptist Church in Greenville, Mississippi, after Greenville police officers began issuing $500 tickets to congregants who refused to leave a parking lot where the church was holding a drive-in service. In, the statement in a statement of interest obtained exclusively by Fox News on Tuesday, the Justice Department said the U.S. regularly files statements of interest on important issues of religious liberty in courts at entry level from trial courts to the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, let me make, clear, make it clear to, whatever, to, to everybody what this means. This is not the Department of Justice actually getting involved in this case. These are not the Department of Justice attorneys. This is not Donald Trump showing up in court to defend these uh, churches. And by the way, even though it says they often do this with religious liberty, they often do this with many civil rights cases. So this isn't just a religious liberty thing. So all the religious liberty bigots don't have to get their panties in a wad. They do this on First Amendment speech issues. They do this on Fourth Amendment issues. Although, JC, not so much Fourth Amendment. Um, they do do things like that on uh, habeas corpus and improper uh, trial with, you know, speedy trial violations and stuff like that. So what it is, is a statement of interest. It just simply says, Hey, we're the department of justice and we want you to know, we think that you're wrong. And that's basically, it. it's just simply, we're giving you our advice. Oh, look, JC, our t-shirts match today. We're giving you our advice that we believe this isn't, you know, this is wrong. And what that's supposed to do is give some kind of indication on how the Supreme Court might hold if that goes all the way up. But we realize that the Supreme Court and administrations don't always line up, so people don't usually take that stuff that seriously. But nonetheless, that's, that's what that means. The Department of Justice has promised, they released the statement when they released that the memorandum of law that they're going to issue these statements of interests all across America. And we're going to, uh, we're going to watch as they start involving themselves in these issues. What are you looking at over there? Oh, uh, Taco Bell, something, somebody, yeah. Taco Bell, something, somebody <laughs> said, hold on. I yeah. missed it. Yeah. That's all right. I wanted to show you guys. Oh, sorry. This is something that really, really stuck in my craw, JC. The CDC issued a report today. And the headline is, Who Would Have Predicted This? Americans Excel at Staying Home. 
And what happens now is the CDC used some data gathering company called SafeGraph, which, uh, which is a company that, that posts publicly available information collected from anonymous location signals embedded in mobile devices. They tracked more than 750,000 cell phones daily. Now, I have a problem with this, okay? Because what they're saying is this. Because of the data that was collected, the CDC knows that the owner of the signal did not travel beyond 500 feet from their, quote, typical nighttime location. That is just way too detailed <laughs> and way too much information to be, quote unquote, publicly available without a warrant. First off, it's not anonymous. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. I, I, I don't think they understand what that word means. What that means. word anonymous if, means? If you have a device that you can locate at its, quote, Typical, typical nighttime location, then that makes it not anonymous. Right? I mean, so change typical nighttime location to your home address. Address your house. Right? Your, right? From a particular address. Address. So they can they <laughs> right. So they on, they guys. found out. So that just, be, just because like you're so if you said, you know, your net well, your name's not on it. Right, it's we're, not on it when it's released. Yeah, we're we're not listening to Chris Ann Hall. We're just listening to the, re, the to the residents of a three hundred five Sunshine Drive. Right, uh, that's my residence. Actually, but, we don't live at three hundred five no, Sunshine just, Drive. Just, he just made just that up made in his head. So I I had to put that out there in case people yeah. are like, oh, Chris Ann lives By at three hundred five Sunshine. If you're at three hundred five Sunshine Sunshine Drive, Drive, I'm I'm sorry, I just. Made that up, but in some states, so if somebody shows up hassling you on behalf of people who hate Chris Ann Hall. My bad, but but you know, I mean, come on. So because it doesn't have a name on it, you're anonymous, right? Guys, that's not how signal collection and signal analysis work. Not, no. None of it's anonymous. That that was the whole pitch with the they were, oh we're just collecting metadata. That was right. the thing about Snowden was talking about. Oh, it's, and you had a bunch of these freaking slaves parrot that stuff. Well, it's, it's not associated with a person. It's metadata. Just No, met, metadata. So they have this information in one bucket, and then they have other information in this bucket, right? And so they call it anonymous. No, all, all you have to do is then collate that, right? You connect it to the other bucket. Just like that. It takes them half, half a freaking millisecond, and it's no longer quote unquote anonymous. And this is a clear indication of that. If you have a device attached to a quote typical nighttime location, well, isn't addresses uh, connected with people's names publicly available? How hard yeah, is that yeah. now? Just like abracadabra, now, I, now they're no longer anonymous. Yeah. So people are so stupid. It's not anonymous. Well, not only that, it is, it is completely contrived data to begin with, right? Because we, the, the correlation, you're the statistics guy, and I'm not a statistics genius, but I think this is just logic. They're saying 
that the data that they've collected predicts that Americans do not move more than 500 feet away from their typical nighttime location because of the stay-at-home order. <laughs> you know what it makes Perhaps it's because it's nighttime. Right. <laughs> and because nighttime generally people don't travel more than 500 feet away right. from their nighttime location. Yeah. But you've got to read this JC. This is this is typical contrived crafted propaganda yep. to create a reality that they want created. Yeah. They want people to be obedient so they're trying to show you you're obedient so you'll be yeah. obedient. E everybody else, because you can look at that like, oh, that's not me. But apparently everybody else everybody is doing else that. Is so, doing so eventually it. you're going to fall in line. That's that. You're right. I mean, that's the whole thing. So it's just... It's called brainwashing. It it's is. It is programming. Thank you, Republicans, for this, by the way, because this is the CDC, right? And the CDC is funded by the U.S. government, whether it be by grant on the private nonprofit side or by, ta you know, which or by funding on the government side. Because remember, it's a private nonprofit corporation that does all the work and gets all the money. And then they funnel everything to the quote unquote government side so that the nonprofit side can have the immunity of the government side in this whole PPP thing. Right. And so your tax dollars are being used to create propaganda that is with the intent to manipulate the American people. And from 1948 to 2012, the use of American tax dollars by the federal government to create propaganda to manipulate the federal, to, to manipulate the American people was illegal. Like we have to have a law for that. I mean, seriously, that is about one of the most immoral things that you can be involved in in government is manipulating your own people through propaganda and brainwashing. If you're doing the right thing, why do you have to manipulate people and brainwash them anyway? But in 2012, thanks to our Republican Congress, led by a Republican congressman from Texas, Representative Thornberry, we get the Smith Modernization Act, which wipes away, I don't know, do the math from 1948 to 2012, decades, we'll just do that, decades of prohibition for additional immoral spending of our tax dollars to manipulate and brainwash the American people. And so we have the Republicans heading up this one and funding this. So don't even it, it tell me about like all this stuff. Give my, like give my phone to some Uber driver and, hey, drive this around all night. Or some homeless guy. Hey, buddy, I'll pay you, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you walk around my phone all night and then just bring it back in the morning. Just to throw off there. I wasn't, you know, I, I went more than 500 feet. So you've got people, JC, I've been talking about this for a week or so. You've got people really upset because the CDC and the Gates Foundation and all these people want to hook our cell phones up to creating um, tracking. tracking so we can check each other's immunity, right? 
So you either have a chip in your arm or you wear a fancy bracelet and you tap your cell phone on it and then you show them a picture of whether you're red, green, or yellow. And everybody's like, oh, I don't want them to track me like that. They're already tracking you like that. Mm -hmm. They're already tracking you like that. And this uh, is happening. Not under the Obama administration. This is happening in the Trump administration. Whether it be a, a PPP with a private side and a, and a sliver of government or full-out executive agency, Donald Trump is the boss of that agency. Now, they're all unconstitutionally on created. Right, on paper. They're all unconstitutionally created. But now you have, see, here's the thing. People are starting, people, <sighs> 10 years, JC, 10 years. I've been teaching this 10 years now. People are like, Chris Ann, did you know this? <gasps> no, right? Well, geez, that one just hit me out of the blue. I never heard of that before, for Pete's sakes. Really? Government? Government? But what was that whole, whole uh, guy Edward Snowden I mean seriously what was he up to <laughs> I, I, you know what I don't know and so you've got all these people like Chris Han, did you know no man I didn't know I just you know teach the constitution you know, and, so. and Snowden was coming out with that before the Obama administration because he actually hesitated yeah uh, because he, he said he felt like Obama was going to change things like Obama yeah. was going to put a stop to it. So it was even before, you know, I mean, it's been a long time, even before him. And he waited. And, of course, Obama continued the same thing that was happening. And, uh, you know, that's when he when he came out. And then, of course, he got blasted by the conservatives. For, oh, you should have gone through the proper channels, whatever. He's like going through official channels. You know, you're basically uh, reporting to the same people who are the problem, the, right. the people guilty of it. Right. That's the official channels. He was supposed to, you know, go tell, hey, guys, I just want to let you know you're spying on people unconstitutionally. Like, OK, yeah, like they didn't know that. So and that's why he went to the journalists, by the way. So I have an article at ChrisAnnHall.com about the unconstitutionality of the National Emergency Act. And that seems to blow people's minds because, you know, you have all your your brainwashed indoctrinated attorneys who want to give their constitutional analysis on how it's constitutionally justified to declare national emergency and set aside the constitution and all that stuff. And I've been talking about how egregious this is. And apparently there's a new awakening happening in America where people are realizing that when you declare national emergency or when the president declares a national emergency, what you have is a situation where the uh, where FEMA, where CDC, where the Department of Homeland Security are the ones that actually run government. That the president becomes systematically a figurehead. Now, there's a lot of stuff going uh, on, a lot of conversation about the you know the missing presidential seal and the mystic words that Donald Trump's saying, and, and I believe that there's way too much red in there. See, here's the thing, JC, that really sort of puzzles me. 
And maybe you can help me with this. So you have a situation where people believe that because of the national security or the National Emergency Act, the government has been handed over to the FEMA, to CDC, to all of these agencies. And Donald Trump is actually not running, is not the president anymore. Okay, so here's the problem with that I just stumbled across before I even finished my sentence. Donald Trump doesn't run America anyway. So the idea that Donald Trump is not running America because national emergency was declared is a false paradigm because Donald Trump doesn't run America anyway, uh, not constitutionally speaking, anyway. So here's the thing that I want to mention. The idea is that this secret cabal is now running the government because there's a national emergency declaration. <laughs> You're a little late to the party. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, okay. <laughs> so the secret cabal is running America because there was a national emergency declaration. And this secret cabal who wants to destroy America now all of a sudden has a sudden moral cringe and they have to pull the presidential seal off the podium so they're not giving a false narrative. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? May we can't let the people maybe. believe that we're trying, that the president's, so we, we're conflicted, right? The president's not in charge, so let's pull the seal off so we don't, we're, we're not having a conflict of interest here. We're not being unethical by proposing that the seal's up there and the president's running the country when he's not even running the country. Am I making sense? Well, I mean, maybe, the, crazy. maybe the theory we pull is, down the seal. is the theory that Trump removed the seal to signal, hey, like, help, I'm not running the country anymore. Like who who took the seal? I don't. I don't and then somebody know. says seals back tonight. I. But the, the thing is, what is? It's so funny. The thing today. Now we have to see all these secret symbols and signs and codes. To to know all this shenanigans are going on. Like where where have you been since at least 1913? <laughs> the the, co the cabal has been running this thing. For quite some time. Most, I don't want to put anybody yeah, off, so. but the cabal <laughs> on, pushed the Civil War of the mid-1800s. Yeah. Okay. The cabal pushed the Civil War of the mid-1800s, and if you don't know how all that happened, then you need to read this little <laughs> book called The Killing of Uncle Sam. You can understand how all this happened in the uh, mid-1800s. You can also learn from Chris Ann Hall how our constitutional education was transformed in 1833. So the cabal didn't come into power when Barack Obama was president. Uh, he didn't come into, to, the cabal didn't come into power with, I mean, how far back do you think that people are thinking when they talk about the cabal? Like, would they bring it all the way back to Clinton? Most people, what do you think? Would they, they say, it's been around since the 60s. <laughs> oh, maybe the cabal, the, the, the cabal came in power when JFK was killed. It's kind of like the free love movement. Yeah. Right? I ask people, this is a question for our crowd out there, our, our, our chat room. I ask people all the time, when do you think the free love movement started in America? You know? Uh, sex with everybody, children are a burden, marriage is a burden, 
marriage is an institution of oppression for women. That's part of the free love movement. That's how that works. Anybody want to tell me what year that started? We'll go do, 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 do. The 60s. Do, do, do. Yeah, the 60s. The 60s. That's what they'll tell you. The 1960s. No, it was actually the uh, 17. It was 1787. And it began. Let me pull up. Let me pull this up. Mary Wollaston Craft or whatever. Yes. Mary Wollaston Craft. There it is. Uh, Mary Wollaston Craft uh, was born in April 27, 1759, and she wrote a book um, that started the free love movement, and it was a book uh, to vindicate the rights of women. So she had, Wollaston is best known for a vindication of the rights of women written in 1792, in which she argues that women are not naturally inferior to men, but appear to only be because they lack education. Okay, so that's, that's actually something that you can wrap your brain around socially. But what happened is... Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. That's Mary Shelley wrong, wrote, right, yeah. Wrong lady. Wrong lady. Mary Shelley wrote <laughs> Frankenstein. Mary Wollenstonecraft wrote The Vindication of Rights of Women, which was... Launched the free love Launched movement. the free love Fem, movement. The, like the feminist... Yes. It was funny because they, they, they talk about the second wave or third wave feminist, whatever. Right. It was like, it was there then. Right. But that just shows, we look, like everybody's got all these, oh, I got this new thing and, you know, come listen to my theory and, and, and I figured all this out. It shows you how late to the game we are. This right. stuff's been going on. You know, this all the cabal, this, and Obama came, and mm-hmm. is the enemies within, and blah, blah, blah. Dude, they've been here. They, they, first off, they essentially finalized their control right. in 1913. Right. At least. Yeah. So, But it takes time for these things to happen, right? It takes time. And that's the thing that is that is sort of frustrating to me, uh, that we live in a society today of absolute right now, right? You have to have instant gratification, and that even is in the uh, conservative society, right? So I can show you that the educational transformation of our understanding of the Constitution took 177 years to get to where we are today. 177 years of errant education to uh, uh, get us to think that our, uh, about our, our Constitution improperly, to apply it improperly, to believe that the federal government is supreme, that the Supreme Court is the ultimate arbiter of the Constitution. 177 years to get here. And all of a sudden, we start feeling the pinch of the tyranny that's taken 177 years to get here. And now we want to go to war and change it now. Well, it's not, wait, how, what do I do, Chrisanne? I voted and nothing's changing. Well, this is it. It's all over. Come on, people. We have to get to work. For 177 years, we have not been working. We have not been working. 
So one of the books that Mary Wollstonecraft wrote was a book called The Wrongs of Maria. And some Presbyterian pastors, who, who were probably Presbyterian in name only, took a hold of this and started the ball rolling on this whole free love movement, which taught that, that, that marriage is an institution of slavery, that children are a bondage to women, that women should be able to be with as many men as they want, and men should be able to be with as many women as they want, the complete overturning of a, of a monogamous society. Yeah. So been here a long time. Just, just like this other stuff. And just like, just like Margaret Sanger co-opted the pastors for her abortion and, and uh, genocidal movement, yeah. the pastors, in name only, were involved in this as well. Yep. Nothing new. Nothing, Nothing new. new. Can I hit this phone sign? thing? Phone tracking thing? Yeah, yeah, hit it. So, hit it. You want me to put the picture back up there again? No, no, just okay. people were asking okay. a question um, help, help about the phone tracking. So some of you guys know I, I, I worked at National Security Agency. I was in military intelligence. I know a little bit about some of that stuff. And so the bottom line is no... Uh, the phone, somebody said, how can my, how can, what can I do so my phone can't be tracked? Nothing. Except get rid of it. Well, you can put it in a Mylar bag. No. Nah, no? Yeah, but then what is it? Yeah, then it's, then what it's is a, it? a piece of electronics you, you, in a Mylar bag. Yeah, you may as well carry a rock. Yeah, right, because you so, can't use it in a the, Mylar bag. So here's the thing. And, and if you sit it, in a Faraday cage, it's not going to help you either because your signal's got going yeah, so, out. So that's so. that, that sort of tracking and that's whether you... Whether it's on, whether it's off, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, so you say I'll cover it up with whatever, put it in something. But you, you're not going to leave it there. If you're going to leave it there, what's the point of even having it in, mm -hmm. in that case? So here, here's the thing you need to understand. And some people say, I heard somebody say flip phone and 2G and this sort of thing. Um, it's no longer about the device. And by the way, that changes even more with, with the 5G. It's about the network. Okay? Right. It's about the network. So when you, you access the network, which there, it doesn't matter, and they don't make... So some of, the guy, some of you guys talking about the, the flip phone, the, the, so the old kind of flip phones that you know the, they would not track or couldn't track, they don't exist anymore. They, they don't, so the flip phones that they make now, they're not those flip phones anymore. You can't, no. get, you can't get that old kind of flip phone and make it work on the network. It's about the network. So... You access that, you're tracked. That's all there is to Which it. Which is so, why they always do in the movies. They they use the phone and then they ditch it. No, as far it's as a dumper phone. Yeah, you just as far get it, as you dump it and you use it. Which a lot of that's you know that's Hollywood. Hollywood, but basically face to face communication in a place with no satellite coverage and no bugs is the only way your communication is secure. But you, there's no way, and I know. You know, you guys, and again, the pouch and that sort of thing. Um, Block it, pocket. Th that's fine, but you're going to take <laughs> it out, right? So I know they make the pouches, the block it, pocket, and different things like that. Uh, the Faraday pouches and what have which you. Can, and which you can, which work. you're going to take it out. But once you take it out, you've got a, like a Bam. three second triangulation. You, you open you're it. Done. You're so, done. And if they're tracking you, right? If they're actually intentionally tracking you 
they're going to be watching for your ping. Yeah. I mean, and you, the burner, right? The thing of the burner is, again, they can track the burner, but the whole idea of the burner is you're on it, you do what you need to do, and boom, you're done with it, and then you're gone, mm -hmm. right? So it's really not, not that you're avoiding tracking the phone, you're just not keeping the phone long enough right. to be located. Right. But at the same time, if you're using a burner phone in a place where, what was that phrase they were using? The, the typical, it's typical nighttime, nighttime location. Typical nighttime If you're location. in any of your typical locations, if you use that, even if you use that burner at that moment, like you're going to use a burner at your house, you're going to use a burner at the restaurant you normally go to. So you're still, you're still locating yourself in, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So there really is, and, and, and these people talk about the apps, um, Signal, what are some of the other apps? Some of these WhatsApp, people think WhatsApp. Signal, uh, there's another one called Discord. Yeah, all of these that are supposed to be secure communicating apps. There's no such thing, guys. There is no such thing as secure communicating uh, apps. I mean, unless you are the NSA, unless you are the military with your encryption system. Because here's the thing. When, in fact, when you use those apps, you're actually putting a target on yourself. Yeah. When that comes through NSA, they go, hey, these guys are encrypting their communications. They got to have something to hide. So they actually, they actually set that aside and then they put code breakers on it. Like, okay, here's one that's encrypted and we haven't broken it yet. So put that over here and they'll start a new project until they break it. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the fact of the matter is most of these so-called uh, uh, secure apps, right. they're made by these people anyway. WhatsApp is Facebook. Yeah. And you now have, they now have the Facebook Messenger that's quote end-to-end -end encrypted through Facebook? Did anybody Come watch on, the congressional guys. hearings with Facebook? Yeah. I mean, seriously. And so, your cell phone providers, by the way, your cell phone providers rolled over years ago. Yeah. Years ago, your cell phone providers rolled over to the NSA. The only people that haven't openly rolled over to the NSA is Apple. They're still playing like, you know, we're not going to give them a backdoor. But yeah. the bottom line is the NSA and and the uh, federal government, they they hold these. We, we did the mad. We showed about the mad scientist conventions, right? They actually hold hacker conventions. Yeah. To find the best hackers in the world. Right. And then they pay them to hack. Yeah. Oh, but that's just so they can hack China, right, JC? They're not hacking us. You know, so, they don't pay them to hack us. So how do, we, how do we deal with it? Let me tell you how to deal with it. You be ready when they come. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, they have drones. I mean, if you're a serious threat, they want to take you out. They got drones. Boom, take you out from a mile away. So, you, you know, your AR, your pistol's not going to help. So in, in that case, all the that's when the hope that you have are the 74, the 74% the we found out during the Obama administration that are inside the military mm -hmm. that will not stand for this. So, so that's when you just better hope that there are people in the military that'll put a stop to it. Cause, See, here's the cause thing. Because really you don't do anything about it. That's like, we're just out there. We're out there. You know, and so if you want to take us, it's going to take a drone. 
it's going to take the SWAT team. Right. But because we just already know we're out there. So I'm, I'm just I'm going to say what I need to say, like it or not. We're going to do what we need to do. If you don't like it. Yeah. Come get it. And and I just I just have that attitude these days. So what? You're going to listen to me. Then I'm going to say what I need to say. Absolutely. Because you need to hear what I've got to say. No, because... And the thing that ticks me We're not off, advocating violence or, no. or overthrow the government. So no, no. what's no, your no, no. problem? Right. You know, just because you don't like what we say? Right. Whatever. Right. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center can call me an anti-government extremist hate group, but that doesn't make it real. Okay? And if you listen to what I have to say and you listen to what we say all the time, you will see that it's all about peaceful resolutions. I ran across this the other day, and I wanted to show everybody. Until you come to take me out. Well. Then I have a right to defend myself. But that's different, because then you have a right to defend yourself. Right? Exactly. 100,000 in government simply cannot control 350 million people if those people refuse to cooperate. And that's what we intend to achieve. Peaceful, nonviolent, non-cooperation. Till you, yourselves, see the wisdom. Who's that? Gandhi. Yeah. There you go. See, I actually changed it a little bit because he said 100,000 Englishmen mm -hmm. simply cannot control 350 million Indians mm -hmm. if those Indians refuse to cooperate. Yeah. But it's the principle that he's talking about that's really relevant here. Uh, a, a, an oppressor, oppressor who is lesser, <laughs> yeah. can't control can't that control. many people if they stand up. Right, exactly. And that's what we're trying to, to really, really get the point across here. Our founders wanted us to resist this. Our founders resisted this. Our founders resisted more than we resist, by the way, because our founders refused to pay taxes. Yeah. I mean, they flat out, George, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson flat out wrote a letter to Lord North who was a representative in Parliament and said, look, our authority to withhold the payment of taxes is the greatest tool that we have in control controlling government. And for us to give up that tool of withholding our taxes would be a foolish surrender of power. And so, yeah, Jeff Benjamin says, Chrisanne is considered a group, LOL. It's hilarious. I'm getting a record label. Six groups. What'd you say? I'm getting signed to a record label. You are? Why? Yeah. So I got mad rap skills, which I do. Mad rap skills. I actually, oh. I actually did rap in high school a little bit. And breakdance. There are videos too. out there of JC breakdancing. Yeah, you don't have them. <laughs> you don't think I have them. So there you go. <laughs> All right. See, there's a something that happens with people associated with Chris Anhal. You see, they think that her silence is the equivalence of ignorance. Sometimes I just choose to be silent, even though I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. There you go. See, sometimes the it's more Illuminati powerful. entertainment. All it's, right. Yeah. De I like it. Deluminati Entertainment. Yes. Like that. That's Tupac, the record company. Tupac lives. Yeah, that's right. The, the record company is Deluminati Entertainment. Yeah. We should figure out how to how to brand that. You got a cousin that's, that's a producer cool. in uh, in Sacramento. All right. So 
I, I put this put this up, and I just simply want to give you a picture to look at while I talk about this because this is something that I think is very important. I I want us to look at the bright side of this mm-hmm. because I think JC we're really really fortunate because Americans are now seeing who in government are the enemies. There ought to be no doubt in our mind. They have classified themselves quite well. And we have an election coming up in November. And so because we have this clear picture of who these people are, and I'm just going to flat out tell you, these people who shut down our private businesses, these people who mandated stay-at-home orders or you're going to be arrested. These people who arrested pastors, who went into churches, who arrested paddle boarders in the middle of the stinking ocean, and the lady over in Fort Stewart, Florida, who was jogging all by herself, okay? These people need to be marked as enemies of of America. Can I just say that out loud? I'm not even going to be cryptic about this. You are anti-American if you are so brainwashed and stupid that you believe that arresting a pastor because the law says so is the right thing to do. You are then a sack of rocks if you believe that arresting a woman jogging by herself is the right thing to do. If you if the words in the last 45 days came out of your mouth. If these words in the last 45 days came out of your mouth, I was just enforcing the law. You have classified yourself as an un-American enemy to liberty, and I don't need to I don't I don't need to soften that. I don't need to worry about anybody's snowflake feelings. I don't care about offending some thin line, no matter what color it is. I don't care about making somebody upset because I'm, I'm making judgments on people. I am not judging people. I am letting them classify themselves by their fruits. And it's time for these people to go. So everybody that is outraged, everybody that's all over social media and Twitter, bouncing all over, throwing the words around of tyranny, throwing the words around about despot, complaining about their governor, complaining about their sheriff, complaining about their police chief, complaining about their county commission. If you don't get off your social media backsides in October and hit the streets and get these people out of office, your right to complain is revoked. It is done. Don't even come at me with the whole Republican Democrat. It's better to have a bad R than a good D because the Republicans did this too. Republican sheriffs are arresting pastors. Republican governors across America are shutting down private businesses and destroying people's lives. So don't even come at me like that. So this coming election year, 
They got to go. They've got to go. You have been given a gift. A beautiful silver platter gift. You don't have to guess who these people are anymore. They've classified themselves. So don't come at me in November if nothing changes because you can make a change. CJC, people come to me all the time and say, Chrisanne, but what do we do? Do you know how many times a day somebody says to me, all you ever do is complain, Chrisanne, you don't give anybody solutions. That's the, that's the time when I wish people were standing in front of me because I think I could slap somebody before God would convict me. Everything we do is about solutions. Everything we do is about solutions. We are trying to teach you to identify the difference between a politician and a patriot. We're trying to teach you the difference between law and liberty. You see, I can't, you know what, I, tell me if I'm wrong. The reason people think that, I'm, that we're not offering solutions is we're not telling them, okay, you've got to drive five miles down the street, then you've got to turn right at the stop sign. And when you turn right at the stop sign, drive another three miles, turn left at the stoplight. When you see the red building, you need to make a U-turn, go back six miles, right? I'm not telling you to breathe in and breathe out. You've got to engage this thing between your ears and start thinking for yourself. I'm not here to tell you what to think. We're teaching you how to think. This is a skill the American psyche has been denied through 177 years of bad education. So we got to start training ourselves to think, which means we got to think to step two. We got to notice people when they're classifying themselves. We've got to do this. This is, maybe people just don't take me seriously because I'm so optimistic all the time. Could that be the case? I, I am optimistic because I know the solutions and I know the solutions work. Because everything before me, JC, is like a blazing, flashing neon sign. And I just can't, sometimes what's frustrating is that other people don't see it. I just think that the fact that there's is so many things, like everybody has their focus and comes with some with a thing. And by the way, yeah, you better get you're gonna start it now, uh, not October. I think well, October. You meant, you know, that that's when we're getting people out and getting them there. Yeah, if you if you're, but you know you you gotta yeah. like right here, sheriff. Like we got a guy, and I'm and. Just just as soon as he's ready to go door to door, I'm out there, man, and we're going to be pushing. And so, but you have all this. You got you dealing with the Federal Reserve issue, the monetary system, the banking cartel. You know, we got to have people that attack that issue. Your constitutional sheriffs, getting these sheriffs in there. You got Ickley and Agenda 21 or 2030, whatever they call mm -hmm. it now. Um, the technocracy issue. I mean, Congress. These unconstitutional agencies like FEMA, EPA, all these guys. So it's it's a whole, I mean, the, the, the battlefront is so varied. There's so many areas, and you have to find your area, find, find your, your not thing. Not everybody can do the same thing. Not everybody can do what we do. Yeah. We don't expect everybody to carry the burdens we carry. You have your own burdens yeah. to carry. Maybe you want to start a gun club, a two-way group. 
you know, preparedness Find group, your thing. whatever it is, man. But and, and we need all of that. And don't get mad at me because I ain't doing your thing. <laughs> now, I want to say something because this is always floating around uh, and it's in the chat room. I'm not going to say where it's coming from. I mean, if you're in the chat room, you know. <laughs> but there's this this thing floating around here. Uh, the, the, the quote is, voting is an illusion of choice. Okay, I disagree with that. Because here's the thing. If all you do is show up and vote, that's the illusion. But if you're working, and you're working with people that are constitutionally sound, and you are getting those people in office... Yeah. That's not an illusion. Yeah. We've seen these things changing. Yeah. The illusion is, oh, I'm going to wake up. I, this is the thing. Yeah, the, the, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go read my ballot while I'm sitting yeah. there with my pencil in my little cubby. Yeah, when, when it's the illusion and when it doesn't matter, when it's unaffected, is you're not involved. You're, you're waiting for the ballot. Like, if you, if you don't get in there then, yeah, they are going to give you your choices. Right. You have this Republican, that Democrat, that they put both of them there, and there is no choice. It's an illusion of choice. But the reason is because we weren't involved until it was election day. We let them provide the ballot. And don't sing to me the song of, oh, they have more money than we have. That is baloney. JC and I have personally worked on multiple campaigns where we have overturned long-term incumbents with bottomless pits of dollars with unknown people by simply putting boots on the ground. You don't need millions of dollars if you have a hundred people walking door to door. So the money, you need enough money to craft your message and have a vehicle for your message. But winning elections is about voter contact and voter turnout. That's it. Those two core things, that's that's how elections work. And you don't even have to have huge voter turnout if you have huge voter contact. Because one of the easiest elections to control is the election of a sheriff in a non-major election year. Because people do not consider the sheriff a valuable office. That's part of the propaganda that we've been yeah. putting out there. So if you have a sheriff that's running in a non-presidential term, then you can get your sheriff in so easy because nobody shows up to vote for the sheriff. So if you're you're running on it, because the president runs every four years, but if you have a midterm sheriff, you can get you can get a sheriff of your choice in the midterm. Now I believe you can get the sheriff of your choice at any time, but it's the easiest during the midterm, and you can get it any time if you just put people on the ground. You've got to get people to look you in the to look people in the face and say, "I know this person," you and and have a relationship, even if it's just a few minutes knocking on the door. Hey, and you look professional. You're not obnoxious. You don't run around with your you know, you, you, you are a, a nice person and you portray professionalism and you say, look, I, I know this person. I've met this person. I've talked to this person. These are the principles of this person. And I just want you to know that I am going to trust this person and I'm asking you to do it too. 
Well, that's more valuable than a mailer because most people get angry at mailers and people get angry at, at paid programming now these days. We don't want to see that garbage anymore. You know, and people and people say, you know, the people lie, right? So you try to get some, you try to support somebody and they pretend to be something that they're not, whatever. Here's the thing about that. Uh, the more you're engaged in the process, then the more you're, the less you're susceptible to that. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I think back to when we kind of entered in and we were fooled by some people. But but now, you know, 10 plus years down the road of of being in it, being mm -hmm. engaged and, you know, involved in these things. Yeah, they lie. But if you're a person that sits on the sidelines, they're going to fool you and you're going to support somebody who cons you. And then they get in there and they turn out to be something they're not. But if you're if you're one that's you're active and you're in the trenches, you're going to build an ear. You're going to build discernment about this. You'll get to the place where you'll know a legit candidate or not. They're not going to be able to lie to you. They're not going to be able to pretend to be something they're not. But that comes so with being educated. part of the process. Yeah, you've got to be educated. You've got to be educated on the Constitution. That's why LibertyFirstUniversity.com is so important. Because then you can, it, when you understand how the Constitution yeah. works, you can understand and identify people who aren't following it. Yeah. Now, look, I just think of Marco be Rubio. I mean, he, you know, people can start using the vocabulary right. of liberty and the Constitution, that kind of thing, and, and be fakes. Marco Rubio, great example of that. I mean, he good gives a good speech in his, you know, in, in his little area of interest. He can talk, he can talk the talk, but if you, if you, have that discernment, you have that education, and you watch these guys, you listen, you'll be able to know. You can tell this guy's a fraud. Just a little PSA. Why don't you go there and uh, touch that uh, subscribe button right now just so you'd always get notices when we come on. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and help us mess with the YouTube, uh, what is it, the, the YouTube algorithms. I want to say something, JC, because sometimes... When we're giving solutions, people get frustrated because they're like, oh, well, Chris Ann makes it sound easy. I'm not trying to tell you it's easy, okay? None of this is easy. If this was easy, we wouldn't be in the process that we're in. You know what's easy, JC? Doing nothing. Easy is showing up and just voting. Easy is not voting at all. Easy is saying, well, it's too hard, so I'm not even going to try, okay? I'm not going to try to tell you that it's easy. I'm just trying to tell you that there are certain things that are easier than others. Yeah. And if, uh, he, here's the thing, if you have a corrupt sheriff and you know you have a corrupt sheriff, I guarantee you the rest of your community knows you have a corrupt sheriff or a large number of the people in your community know you have a corrupt sheriff. And what they're going to be looking for is a way to fix that. Most of the society does not understand how you fix these things. And so they're intimidated by corruption in the sheriff because the sheriff's office holds so much power. And you have to show them, we can do this together. Can I just show this again? Because this is, this is the thing that, that is amazing to me. This is the thing that people need to understand. They don't outnumber us. We need to teach people how to stand together in unity to achieve the liberty that we deserve. And that's, that's it. I don't know. Can I say a final thing? Yeah, sure, please. Um, 
So don't I, tell me I didn't give you solutions, by the way. If you need solutions, then then you need to go and, and read my book uh, on uh, uh, Liberty First Universe. Uh, you need to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com or you need to read my book Sovereign Duty. I don't yeah. think I have a Sovereign Duty ad up there, by the way, but I should probably get one. Uh, you can you can support us as well, what we're doing here. Thank you for the super chat. I'm sorry, I missed who, who did the super chat. Did you see that, JC? I did. It's see not it, letting us. But I missed them. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But thank you for the super chat today. Please forgive us for not thanking you right away. Why did it go away? I don't uh, know how that works, but anyway. Yeah, and, and say your so, thing. Say your closing. Well, Jesse. first off, every capital is a cesspool. So D.C., Tallahassee, you know, whatever. Everybody's got e the worst e capital. Albany, whatever dead. it is, uh, every capital is a cesspool. There's no question about that. But and then the one thing I hear, I hear a lot of, particularly from the, the church world and people like that. It's, it's the new world order. There's nothing you can do about it. Systematic, you know, that idea, nothing you can do about it. To me, that's not a, that's not a valid argument. Mm -hmm. So first off, if you're a believer, right, right you're, you're going to answer for what you, what you do or don't do. Right. Okay. So it's not a matter of, Hey, I, I can't. I, I, so let me say it like this. The, the argument you can't do anything about it does not uh, lead to the conclusion, therefore, I won't do anything. Yes. Right? Because I'm going to answer for what, what, I've, what I've tried to do. Or what you've not done at all. Right. The opportunities not that have come before you and you've done nothing. So if it's beyond my power to dictate the result, that's, that's not my motivation in that sense. And, you know... If you're a believer, that makes sense. You're going to stand and answer for that. If you're not, you know, maybe you think about your children. Are, are you going to want to look at your, your grandchildren in the face? Oh, granddad, grandma, look at this. And you say, and you can say, well, I tell you, I did everything I could. I wasn't able to stop it, but I did everything I could. Or they look at you and say, granddad, look at this and why this? And you go, I mean, what are you going to say? Well, I didn't do anything to stop it. So you don't know whether you could stop it or not. Because you didn't do anything anyway. Is that what you want to say to your children? That's certainly not. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to stand before my creator and say, well, you know, it's like the, the parable of the talents. I knew you were hard, man. I already knew how it was going to turn out. So I just buried it in the sand. No, I didn't. I didn't ask you to worry about how it's going to turn out and, and, and the things that are beyond your control. I told you to handle what you could handle. I put this in your hand. I told you to get busy, stewarded it, and, and, and profited it, it, multiply it. That's what I told you to do. So you we can the, take what you have right. and do what you can with what you have. And leave the result in God's hand. Because first of all, I know I'm not the only one doing everything. Right. It right. takes a body. There's an army out there. But I don't want to be I don't want to be the, the derelict soldier, the AWOL soldier. Well, I knew we were going to lose the war, so I didn't do anything. You could have saved some of those soldiers may have lost the war. But those soldiers, they might not have had to die because you sitting there on your rear end and you didn't do anything because you had the idea. Well, you know, you can't stop it. You know, how Jesus that's is not a legit argument, guys. Stop saying that he gave us multiple parables to see this to the say the same thing and the, the sower of the seed is the same yeah. way we are the sowers of the seed we may even water, water the seed but we don't bring the increase god gives the increase god gives the increase and by the way 
He said, regardless of what Cuomo says, sometimes you may be the waterer. You're not always going to be the waterer. Not only that, it's not up to us to judge the condition of the soil. We are just the sowers. And if you don't sow, then the seed never hits the ground and never has an opportunity to grow. Yeah. No, somebody. And here's the thing, JC, when you look at that from that parable, right? Thank you, Jesus. You're tossing the seed down on the ground. You may not be the one that waters it, right? Somebody else has got to come along and water it. You don't toss that seed down. There's nothing for somebody else to water. You're cutting out the job of somebody else. Anita, Anita, come on. Sooner or later, the locust will hit. We know that. We know that. So what does that mean for you? The, the word says, occupy till I come. It didn't say, hey, you know locusts are coming, so you may as well go hide in a cave. No. You know, save your, no. sh- save your strength. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, no. The, the, the parable of the talents is very clear because those who say the locusts are coming, we just wait, are the ones who buried their talent out of fear. You're just going to sit around and God is going to look at you and call you a wicked and slothful servant. And I don't know about you. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to close. You can do today. what you're going to do. I'm going to get my shotgun and start shooting locusts. Yeah. So don't tell me locusts are coming. Yeah. You know. Sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Don't, not don't, happening. Not we're happening. not sitting on the sidelines. Let me go ahead and close then. I'm going to give you the last word from our founders. Okay? Because what we need to understand is liberty is not something that you purchase for yourself. The liberty that we enjoy today is a liberty that has been purchased by our exactly. founders. We are supposed to be paying forward to our young people. Listen to what John Adams says. In 1777, posterity, you will never know what it costs this present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it, for if you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. Alexander Hamilton says, Is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. I warn you of your danger. If you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse, locust searchers. Your conscience will reproach you for your folly, and your children's children will curse you. Mercy Otis Warren wrote, I have my fears, yet notwithstanding the complicated difficulties that rise before us, there is no receding. May nothing ever check that glorious spirit of freedom, which, inspir- which inspires the patriot in the cabinet and the hero in the field, with the courage to maintain their righteous cause and to endeavor to transmit that claim to posterity, even if they must seal it, seal the rich conveyance to their children with their own blood. Thomas Paine, if there be trouble, let it be in my day so my child may have peace. So what's more important to our generation? Balanced budgets, housing markets, job numbers, political influence and power? Are the words of our framers being echoed today or condemned? It's time for us to decide what's more important, our own comfort or the liberty that belongs to our children and our grandchildren. I can say this. My parents, grandparents, great-grandparents handed me a world better than what they entered into. 
And I'm not willing to hand a world that's worse to my children. Yes. Without knowing that I tried to do something about it. And we're just Bottom asking line. you, we're just asking you to come alongside. That's all we're asking. Be part of the fight. Be part of the solution. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.